0: Welcome to Web3 Galaxy Brain. My name is Nicholas. Each week, I sit down with some of the brightest people building Web3 to talk about what they're working on right now. Today, I'm joined by Hamza Khan, head of DeFi at Polygon. This episode is an inquiry into the secret internal dynamics that set Polygon apart in the blockchain ecosystem. Polygon is known for a run of incredible business development successes, including deep partnerships with Reddit, Starbucks, and OpenSea but underlying this extraordinary BD is a unique ability to pragmatically manage multiple simultaneous projects. Polygon is an organization whose execution merits study. Together, Hamza and I try to figure out how Polygon is able to build a crypto network that spans several generations of blockchain scaling technology, while also appealing to the biggest brands in the world. This is one of my favorite episodes of the show so far. It's always a pleasure speaking with Hamza, who's direct, funny, and personable. I learned a lot in this conversation. I hope you enjoyed the show. Love, Louv, how do I pronounce your first name?
1: You you got it right the
0: first time, Love. Since we we're talking about NFTs, I'm curious
1: to hear your take on like how like loyalty programs, like how something someone like Nike or Starbucks, you know, they've done some they some dabbling in this with NFTs. How is that working? What are the sort of the core primitives through which uh, this could actually help Web2 brands leverage Web3 uh, to get more engagement or, you know, help in fandom, etc.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I Actually, this is one of my questions for Hamza. I'm very curious, like, why is Starbucks doing this? What, what What do they, it seems very early for them to make such a huge commitment to a specific blockchain. And I think part of the answer is they have this thing, Polygon Studios, which is run by, I noted his name down, Ryan Wyatt. We used to run YouTube Gaming, I believe. And I think the sense I get is that it must be like a relationships thing where they're building relationships and essentially telling people like Starbucks that, that they will handle it for them uh, so they can have some... I think they also probably have... I, I mean, it, what surprises me is that I'm surprised that Starbucks, in one of the podcast appearances, Hamza refers to Starbucks as essentially a bank because of all the credits that they're managing in their their rewards program system. And so it's a little surprising to me that they would go towards making them tradable. Of course, they could collect some fees or something. There's some interest there, but it seems like the kind of thing that these Web2 companies typically shy away from uh, because it's not worth the exposure and they want the control. So I'm curious to know if, I don't know if Hamza is going to have any direct insight into this, but loyalty rewards programs... It's interesting. The 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 Reddit thing is cool. And I guess Starbucks also is an example of in- integrating the features directly into an app that the user maybe doesn't know is crypto under the hood, an integrated wallet experience where it just feels like a Web2 app. I know that Polygon is also working on some kind of enterprise blockchain solutions, which we've seen before. And I don't didn't get the sense really went anywhere, or at least I'm not aware of what the what the value is to folks. I know J.B. Morgan and others were trying, but I don't know what the, why not just use a database? I, I don't really know. But I get the sense, and and doing some research for this show, my feeling is that Polygon overall is basically a bet on the EVM and to an extent, Solidity, but basically just a bet on the ecosystem. It's almost like Solana. It's almost like this TPS, originally a, t- a promise about increased transactions per second, but with this a familiar developer environment that's friendly rather than competitive with Ethereum and non somehow non-threatening and then they've pivoted from just being from originally being a plasma chain which was an old PoS technology to the proof of stake chain that we know and love to now being a we'll do anything we'll do zk we'll do whatever Whatever you, whatever technology op, they have, they, they've purchased, optimistic roll-ups, they've done absolutely everything. So maybe the pitch to people like Starbucks involves this kind of. You know, we're environmentally friendly, we we have the business development and resources to do most of the tech side of this for you that you don't know how to do and don't want to in do in-house. And I don't know. I, I be prepared for the next bull run. It still surprises me that places like Reddit and Starbucks went forward with these projects, especially in the heat of the anti-NFT backlash during which those those products were being built. So I'm not sure for loyalty programs in particular. I don't have any great insights. I'm afraid I could uh, I could make something up if you like, though.
1: Oh, this is helpful. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, I'm curious to hear what Tom has to say because like, what does Starbucks see in this, or, or Reddit see in this? Like, what what thesis uh, has to play out? I mean, this is this is great because this is a great way to like onboard millions, if not billions, of Web two users without knowing, like, you know, without all the UX challenges of Web three. But like. If I am running Nike, like what do I see in this? Like how do I grow re-engagement with my users? Like what are the theses that I'm I'm hoping that this experiment will play out for me? So that that's really top of mind for me to think about, and I'm sure Polycon BDS has to solve that or at least think through.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I look forward to hopefully getting some answers. I don't have the answer just yet, but I think this is the most incredible thing that they've really. Because my understanding of the story is that it's like three dev founders in, I actually don't know which city, somewhere in India, who then exploded into this management like brilliance, frankly. And I'm very curious. I know Hamza was about the 25th person there, so he's not going to have detailed insight into the original, original days. But I think he was there for a lot of the growth. The pivot to from Matic to Polygon, the pivot from Plasma to POS to Matic chain, and then rebranding all of it to Polygon to have this kind of multi-tentacle approach that is compatible with any technology you might want. uh, has worked out really well. You know, there's been tons of chains who have said that that's what they wanted to do, but Polygon has really succeeded and been kind of pragmatic in a way. I remember when Polygon, I I am friendly with uh, one of the founders of OpenSea, and I remember he told me that when OpenSea was looking at Matic and was very excited about integrating them, and if you recall, uh, Polygon is the only other chain that OpenSea has supported in their interface, aside from Ethereum, for the longest time. And I heard about it a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit before it actually launched. And, you know, there were other protocols, Near famously, obviously Polkadot, other kinds of things. that didn't have NFTs necessarily, but Near certainly did. And yet they chose to go with Polygon. I imagine for OpenSea, the pitch was something like, the same wallet is going to work. The users can bridge really, really easily. Tr- tr- transaction fees are way lower and all the same technology stack that you have today, you just change the chain ID essentially, and it's gonna work. And then I think over time they realized, well, actually the reduced costs are gonna create a lot of spam. So they actually needed to do uh, some UI changes to essentially hide most of the polygon NFTs, that you, all the ones that you receive without initiating the transaction. However, I imagine that the something about the compatibility of the software and the developer environment made it an easier sell to them than integrating something like Tezos, which at the same time was doing something similar and had a more vibrant NFT scene, but would have required a whole bunch of back-end changes. And then using that, despite the arguments at the time against it, uh, polygon pos as a side chain because they sold it as an l2 originally and it wasn't an l2 it still isn't an l2 it's a, it's a side chain and famously chris black made fun of polygon for having i think a f- uh, five of nine or even less multi-sig controlling the i believe the bridge contracts which is pretty scary um and it is not, a, you know, it's not a roll-up, and it has never been a roll-up. So they managed to, in this very pragmatic way, just survive the brutal critiques of real crypto heads on Twitter and deliver a product that, uh, at least in one of the things I was listening to, Hamza mentions that they eclip- occasionally eclipse BSC in terms of volume traded in a 24-hour period, um, but certainly has become, you know, uh, it's there's there's Ethereum. Polygon and BSC are, are, are the biggest by far. I guess I, I don't keep track of Solana, but it seems to be up and down. But BSC has the advantage of being tied to a very the most popular centralized exchange. So to do that without having a centralized exchange that is pushing their particular chain is, is very, very impressive. So yeah, what, what do you do at Coinbase? I'm curious.
1: I'm a product manager on the developer team.
0: On the developer de- of Which, uh, any particular area of pr- product?
1: Yeah, so I use uh, I, I lead the uh, Coinbase Node product. It's uh, similar to Alchemy uh, and Infura, Quick Node, and others. Oh, so cool. basically, accessing accessing blockchains and data indexes on top of that.
0: And is that used internally by all the other Coinbase services? It's it's used both internally and externally. Yeah. Very cool. Do you have any insight into the NFT stuff at Coinbase?
1: No, I'm, I mean as much as, as like anybody else, uh, from the public view, not directly working with that. Like I know the NFT marketplace didn't go as he planned, I guess. <laughs> I think we were betting more on the social aspect of it. And I feel the idea was right, but it was before its time in some ways, right? But also the timing wasn't perfect. You know, when it got launched and, you know, what, what is happening in the rest of the market and yeah, that 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 didn't no out in in our favor and we were still like we were behind to begin with and then uh, the thesis didn't play out the way we we were hoping it to play out and then the markets uh, started tanking Uh, so a combination of all that didn't uh, didn't help a lot I think what I am trying to figure out is I I guess back to my question earlier is like how uh, do we get mainstream adoption of these things and um, you know so, in, in, in what different venues you're gonna have? Like, gaming is one, and this loyalty program thing that I was asking about is probably the next, uh, the other one. And that that's like basically meeting users where they are in terms of you know, and you just sort of introduce Web three concepts. And make those workflows that already exist like better somehow. That might be the the best thing. I and mean, maybe the third area in this segment could be social, uh decentralized social. So that's like I'm curious like how that's gonna play out, what the thesis are and and I guess given Polygon success, I'm curious how they have uh, been able to sort of convince and work with these like big brands and, and and get them on Polygon and what
0: kind of traction and use cases they're seeing evolving coming out of that. Totally. Great question. Okay, we'll make sure to get to that. Hamza, welcome. Sorry bro I am so 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 sorry so
2: many things happened in the past 20 minutes since no I uh, uh, 15 minutes since I got to the call there was a kind of fire alarm in my in my building uh, and was kind of figuring out
0: what the hell happened
2: but as long as the POS also.
0: bridge is safe <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that is true. Uh, God, please. Um, <laughs> touch, wood. touch wood. Nothing happens to
0: that. Let's not uh, a joke. Let's yeah. not a joke.
2: Yeah. So that, uh, if JD hears it, he, he shouted at me <laughs> in the most uh, crazy things you'll hear from anyone.
0: Uh, so so no no jokes on that. No, no. Okay. Uh, okay. Not in touch wood. Well, That's right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a bunch of questions. Love was just uh, chatting with me uh, about some questions he had about how Polygon is making loyalty programs make sense to people. But before we get into all of that, I think there's a bunch of sort of introductory questions I want to ask so we do this properly. So, Hamza, you are the head of DeFi at Polygon. What's what's the head of DeFi do? What does that job mean? I don't know.
2: Um, just getting <laughs> shouted on, shouted on by by the team members by Projects that want uh, liquidity, that projects want uh, new user base and stuff like that. Like I started the whole DeFi thing. I don't even know what head of DeFi is to be honest. I like get. I started the whole DeFi thing two years ago. Exact today is two year anniversary really? or degen de- anniversary or whatever you want to call it. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. I was like the fourth person on business team. We were twenty people back then. It was very very small. Well, head of, uh, head of DeFi
0: is a great Twitter bio. I think we can all. Agree. I know <laughs> that I
2: I realize it now. Uh, it's kind of cool. Not gonna lie, but uh, but yeah, I started the whole DeFi thing. It was just QuickShop back then. If anyone used it, uh, used the uh, used Polygon. We still we're still called Matic back then.
0: Um, so, so okay, uh, so you started in you started February third, twenty twenty one, at Polygon. Yes, and that was yes. your I. So I did some background research. And I know that you had spent some time thinking about crypto in the prior bull market, but sort of took some time off, right? You were in school? Uh, Yeah, that
2: was a big bad mistake. No one promised myself whatever happens. uh, When FTX crashed or even Celsius Terra, whatever happened, I was like, no, no, this I'm never never leaving now. It's stupid. Uh, So I was
0: back in college. You you had a background Uh, in mechanical engineering, right? Yes,
2: yes. So, uh, mechanical and computers. Uh, so, I took mechanical, did a bunch of like AI, ML stuff in college, and started my first job was at City out of college and uh, building machine learning, AI, risk, all that kind of stuff. Use a lot what of like, uh, ideas. But uh, now, in? in India, I grew up in Agra, the city of Taj Mahal, uh, Taj Mahal, uh, the 7th oh, yeah. one
0: Amazing. Yeah.
2: And, uh, you can see it from my roof. That is a flex I have. <laughs> that's cool.
0: Uh, so you're still there, or, or from your home? No, I'm, owner, I moved child. to
2: New York. Okay, okay. I moved to New York like two years ago.
0: And uh, where did the Polygon team get started? What city were they in? Bangalore. 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 Okay. And that's a uh, tech hub city? Yeah, yeah, it's like the Silicon Valley of India. And what, uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to ask too many questions about the original founding, even though I'm very curious because I know you weren't there for it. So it's maybe secondhand knowledge. But their, the background of the founding team was like tech startup type stuff.
2: Yeah, so Sandeep had done. Sandeep was the, co, was the business side of the co-founder, co-founding team. Uh, yeah, he had a bunch of stuff before that. Uh, JD was JD was the technical co-founder. Had was working on multiple projects in the in the crypto space. Was part of the Plasma Research Group in 2017 when Joseph Poon and all those things were, even Plasma Cash and all these things are getting hot. Uh, so he, he was kind of like a core contributor back then to that uh, thing. And that's how like Polygon, Matic, Matic had started the Plasma, Plasma chain. And even until last year or last year, I don't remember until when, um, like even now the, the bridge, uh, the Matic, if you move Matic token from Polygon to Ethereum, it is still the M- Plasma bridge. That's why it is 7-day withdrawal time on the Matic token, because that's how it is there. Right. No, no, no. I, 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 so, but I don't think the documentation it is still there. But practically, it is there.
0: Yeah, I remember this: the thematic and but ETH goes through the POS bridge nowadays. POS or? bridge, correct, okay. correct. I'm amazed. So I already, I'm like, how how does Polygon? How many people work at Polygon right now?
2: Now, I think it's about like 500 something.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a lot. 500, yeah.
2: 500,
0: yeah. It seems to me like the I don't know I you, you just from what you just said it's like the. Tech, I don't know if you maybe it's inappropriate to call it technical debt if all of the Matic that's on Matic is still working this way. But I, I mean, to be maintaining multiple chains, like to be maintaining a plasma chain, even though none of the transactions are happening there, except for the bridging transactions. As far as I understand it, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't understand how this is possible. This is like one of the elements of mystification around how Polygon functions to me.
2: Yeah, like uh, I, I like I said, like I haven't been too following it too much about uh, about like the code documentation. I'm well aware of what's happening on the POS side of things until like six, seven months ago, I was following it. But then with ZK, I've been started looking more into the ZK side of things. It's a more interesting. But yeah, like the tech team is big uh, for the same reason, because there are multiple you know the bridges there, the security of the bridge is there. That's a big team. And like, a bunch of things are there. Wallet and what else is there? Like the POS bridge, the Plasma bridge, then the main chain, then the validator network, then what else is there?
0: You mentioned the validator yeah. network. Is the... Where does the staking take place? Do you stake on Ethereum? On on, on Ethereum. Okay, on Ethereum.
2: Ethereum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So if you go to wallet.polygon.technology now, when you stake Matic, you pay uh, ETH gas.
0: I see. And how many nodes are there who are staking? I guess I can pull this up. 100. Like 100. Somewhere
2: around 100, yeah.
0: And are they all in the same person's AWS account? Or are they... uh... I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. No, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure they are not. Um,
2: they are like Luganodes runs uh, runs some of them, which is uh, part of the Tether Foundation. Then there is Binance. There is a few more. We are onboarding uh, one very big, uh, very very big uh, hedge fund. Not hedge fund. It's more of an investment fund that is running. Uh, that that are actually incubating three, four, D five protocols on Polygon. Uh, they are uh, running. They're going to run one uh, one validator. Uh, then WorldPay, which is the biggest fintech of the world. Like they practically settle. Some double-digit billion USD every year, uh, more than that actually. Um, every year they are sec- they are going to be running. I think they already started running uh, a validator. So like yeah, there are a bunch of like big big guys. Then there are also small uh, small like uh, the usual Quoras and like I think uh, I think stake uh, stake also, stake capital also runs. So yeah, are-
0: how many people are like for instance responsible for stake polygon staking because this is only related to the POS chain right but there's all of these different projects that are going on but there still needs to be some people who are building developing maintaining the stack for staking on p- for polygon POS right how many people do that is there a team within the core polygon Yes there's a yeah yeah
2: there is there is a there is a core uh, validator relation network relationship team that um, that maintains the relationship and there's a discord that kind of that yeah, it's a it's a complicated process. No, I wouldn't say complicated, but it's it's a detailed process that kind of uh, manages those relationships because yeah, like, uh, validators are what keeps the chain running. So yeah, there, there, there's a separate team, and there's of, of course outside people who contribute to the uh, contribute to the success as well, obviously. But yeah, there, there are a few people inside.
0: Well, we actually have Dimitri. Dimitri, yes, who just yes, came yes. Up, uh, who is a according to your bio a validator uh, of Polygon. Uh, maybe you could explain a little what that experience has been like. Yeah, absolutely. And also
3: to go back... Hey, hey, Hamza, by the way. Also, just to go back to your, your the, when you guys were talking about the founding team and all that. Actually, in the Telegram group, Hamza is in the group. It's uh, our company and uh, our validator in our company and Polygon. And... I just scrolled up to the Telegram group and we have a group that we created May 26 in 2020. And the first message is me and Sandeep and Sandeep is saying that mainnet is launching live on the 31st. So we were there. Uh, we launched our validator node since back then, right? So we've been around space for a long time. And yeah, the company at the time there was, it was just a few of them, right? Including Sandeep. And yeah, like, like Hamza said, now they're like 500, maybe plus now it's, it grew a lot. And going back to the validator stuff. Yeah. You know, we have a, you know, we have a dedicated validator discord setup you know uh you know when there's upgrades and all that stuff we're all synchronized there's a, there's a dedicated team with all the validators and we all you know we all you know plan things when there's an upgrade to do over a certain date you know we have meetings and all that stuff we call we call the office hours and uh, it's a nice little group of of, of uh, synergies there and we help each other you know when there's an upgrade when someone has a trouble with something so it's a very healthy group of uh, uh, polygon validator on on discord that's that's
0: all Maybe let's take a little detour while we're talking about validation. Does uh, validating the POS chain function something like Ethereum validating does, if people are more familiar with that? How, how much MATIC do you need to stake? What are the rewards like? What are the like rough hardware requirements?
3: Yeah, so, um, so on Ethereum, anybody can launch up a node. You need a minimum amount of ETH. To be part of the, uh, pro- uh, to be a producer of blocks, to be able to, you know, really, cha- you know, produce cha- blocks and sign transactions and validate transactions. Uh, so there's some requirements there. I don't remember the numbers. Uh, on Polygon, it's a, it's a fixed list of hundred nodes. The reason, the reason is, uh, I mean, one of the main reasons is, is that, you know, when, when you launch a new node, uh, a new blockchain, it's kind of good to have a, a, a fixed set because when you have upgrades, things get done fast. You don't, you know, like when you, when you need to upgrade on, on Ethereum, you don't know what's happening, right? Like on Solana, there's thousands, so things can take longer. So especially like as things change and software upgrades, it's nice to have a set list, but there's discussions on uh, government proposals and down the road, things are going to be a little bit more uh, kind of, you know, decentralized. So it's like a step-by-step approach, at, you know, which is great. Um, in terms of hardware, pers- like, uh, you know, on average, validators, like, are, like, let's say ourselves, we have a bunch of servers on different data centers. So, uh, you know, you can't just have everything on one data center. Something happens, you're done. So you want to spread it out and, and have a nice little uh, kind of decentralized internally uh, infrastructure, uh, if that makes sense.
0: So basically you're running all this stuff on cloud services or, or you have your own okay. on-prem stuff?
3: Yeah. So it's, I think some people use some cloud services, uh, bare metal is what's recommended, a bare, bare metal servers, because, uh, you know, uh, from experience, Polygon, the network, the POS network, the, the chain activity is constantly growing and the disk usage, you know, of the chain data that comes in, like every time you create a transaction, when you mint an NFT, there's data on disk that's stored and, uh, that's growing and is, uh, and, and, uh, and the we did test on Amazon and other stuff, cloud services, virtual machines. It's not as performant from experience. And I think on the road, it'll be e- even worse. So I really recommend the dedicated metals, uh, bare metal servers, and uh, uh, yeah.
0: Got it. I'm just looking at the uh, rewards calculator right now. Uh, for reference, Matic's price today is $1.23 USD per Matic, $1.23. And if you stake 1,000 Matic for one year... You will get seventeen Matic in return, so twenty five dollars or something like that. So interesting. I, I have never considered staking Matic. And one thing that's interesting about this, also for people coming from an Ethereum perspective, is there's no minimum staked re- requirement. You can stake one Matic if you want. Uh,
3: that's right. Yeah. And 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 the staking is the like Hamza said, it's a the ERC twenty version of the Matic token.
0: So okay, staking in a, in a contract on Ethereum is what you're saying. That's right. Yeah. Very cool. Although I guess nobody can just go do this, even if they could do it with OneMatic, because they need to be a special person to be one of those hundred people that's allowed currently.
2: No, you can stake, uh, whoever can stake.
0: Oh, anybody can stake if The node operators are limited to the list of a hundred.
2: Yes, right now. It's mainly because of the, so like you also have to understand that uh, the bridge, that's why the bridge, and again, touch word sort of uh, everything is going well in the bridge, but like you also have to understand the bridge is secured by the Ethereum, uh, sorry, by those hundred validators and i don't think any bridge correct me if i'm wrong but like i don't think any bridge right now you know, between chains is as decentralized as the polygon pos bridge and the reason sometimes it takes some a bit more time to go through the polygon pos bridge is that you need to have majority consensus of those 100 validators when you move from polygon to ethereum or vice versa and that's how like if if uh, uh, that's why it like, gets more secure uh, on a, of course on a relatively relative terms but like that, that's why like it takes some time or it takes time that people like if you go through synapse or hop or whatever it instantly i'm not saying that they're bad products but it's just security trade-offs that uh, anyone who goes through the polygon QS bridge has to have like every transaction has to have a consensus of the hundred validators and that's why it is the most secure uh, most decentralized bridge at least right now in the market
0: it's incredible to me that all of this technology is built even though the team believes that the future is not this POS chain. Like The POS chain exists as a kind of pragmatic solution for the, I don't know, twenty late 2020 to, let's say, 2024 oh, yeah. period or something like that. But you're actively building mm-hmm. all kinds of things that are designed to obsolete this technology. So it's a lot of development to build all of this permissioned node operation, staking tech, etc. that's really only intended to sort of like a jumping off point for whatever comes next? Not
2: not really. Not really. So when I remember uh, when the first discussion, although the ZK thing was happening for a while, this was 2021, 2021 August or something, July, June, August, something like that. When when, When it became public to us internally it got to us that okay like we are going to acquire we're going to like acquire everything i remember very clearly there were like five people on the call five six seven people on the call and like sindeep mihalo and jd were there and mihalo said yeah we are like acquiring all the three protocols uh, like um, hermes was there for the op uh, for the evm opcode side then uh plonky two by the zero team uh Mir team back then and then maiden for the uh, for the vm side so like everyone is everywhere like two three people were there on the business side and they're like what the fuck like why why to do that and then they kind of explained like why it is important each one of those protocols are you know uh based in itself and if we do that then you know we really push the zk uh space very ahead and like we become like totally the leader in that space like there is otherwise then uh because the future is that like it was very clear that optimistic rollups, yes like the fraud proof then this again goes back to the story of plasma because if you ask any person who is like a core researcher in the optimistic roll-up space although now most of them have moved to zk but like even if you look at the story of uh, where optimistic optimism came from it was also from the plasma research group um back then so it, then again they have inherent problems of like the the op-, op codes and like, you have to replicate all of that into an optimistic rollup, And then the 7-day withdrawal times, Plasma also had the same problems, And there's a big UX issue. Like You always have to, uh, to rely on other uh, bridges for that. And that's the same problem you're seeing. I mean, I don't know if you, people would like to call it a problem or not, but it is still something to be addressed. To like Even if you look at the optimism to Arbitrum, to Ethereum bridging that is there, it's all... It's all through third-party bridges, right? Like it's all through either centralized bridges. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're bad products. It's just a security trade-off is very different. It's, you have to address those things. So that is becomes like it's again the same problem as Plasma back in the day.
0: Essentially, the, the so it was like, the fraud-proof period uh, and the interval yeah, correct, before you have yes, finality yes, yes, is yes. a UX problem. Yes, 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 yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's
2: why like, you always rely on the third-party bridges uh, for the success of your main chain. Uh, which is uh, I don't know like how, how how sustainable that is, but like that that became very clear for to to Mihaly. like the the core the founding team was that you know we, the future is zk where instant finality and um, and like the zk zk finality should be there. Okay. So yeah, that that became clear and then you know the whole journey of the the zk first polygon started and now hopefully so- in the next few months we'll have.
0: Yeah, some news. So, uh, we talked a little bit about the three co-founders, uh, Jane T., Anurag, and Sandeep, uh, who are CEO, CTO, yeah. and COO, respectively. There's also a Mahalo. No,
2: now, now there is, like I don't know, it's been a while since we removed the C titles. Okay, okay.
0: It's been a while, yeah, yeah. But uh, do those roughly represent their functions in the organization, or are they-
2: Not really things? now practically speaking, because, I mean, yes, Sandeep, uh, Sandeep, and uh, so now there are multiple co-founders you can see on the website. So every project has different co-founders, like, like how, uh, so like how poly like, poly, like started, yes, like Sandeep, Anurag, and, Mihail, uh, Anurag and JD started it, but then Mihailo came in with, you know, the, the uh, this when I had joined, uh, with the, with the rebrand that happened with Matic to Polygon, and then, then the ZK co-founders had come with Hermes, uh, Maiden, and Zero. Uh, with each of the respective and they co-founders of each of those those products. So like it's a separation of concerns kind of I think like everyone is specific, focused on that particular uh, success of that particular protocol or particular division or
0: okay so it's looking yeah, more like product, product. Uh, what I get the sense Alphabet was trying to do rather than having a strict hierarchy where everything is uh controlled from the top, each team is responsible for its own product. W- what is Mihalo Bielik's? uh yeah. Role, where did it come uh, from? Yeah, Mihalo.
2: Miha- oh, Mihalo is like this core for people who don't know. Mihalo has this long history of like core Ethereum research, uh, of multi chain Ethereum research. Like you can see him, you can find his uh, posts on ETH research website if you go back. Uh, I used to read a lot back in 2021. Um, and now also, now we don't have time, <laughs> but uh, back then, like so, Mihalo has this uh, long history of uh, Ethereum core Ethereum blockchain research. Uh, and then also he's a good, very good ZK researcher, and like he's mainly now his, the supernets is his, was his child, like that's his brainchild about how to make uh, Ethereum, how to bring how to make Ethereum multi-chain, um, like that uh, that that was his framework, and the supernets. It is called Polygon Edge. Polygon Edge was his framework. Uh, Edge was his framework, not Polygon. Polygon Edge, uh, which is now allows you to build, uh, spin off your own supernet, spin off your own chain um, using the same validators or your own validators, depending on uh, however you want. So that infra that modular modular Ethereum framework was his was his uh, thing. And then of course, like uh, he brought in a lot of expertise and research around. Yeah, just just core core technology, core Ethereum.
0: So it's kind of like a, this Polygon Supernets is something like a Cosmos or Poly, uh, Polkadot, but Yeah, yeah, correct, correct Ethereum.
2: but uh, Ethereum, yes, yes. So yeah, you can weirdly call it like Cosmos on Ethereum or Poly- Polkadot on Ethereum kind of a thing, yeah.
0: Is anybody using that yet?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of uh, fintechs. So two, three things. Like There is uh, the biggest uh, Brazilian neobank, no, the b- biggest uh, LATAM neobank called Nubank, Nubank, uh, they are like some fifty million users or something, and they are doing their loyalty points on the on that supernet. Uh, so they're like in the process of designing. I think they're done with the tokenomics. Uh, no coin. They are doing for the loyalty points of their fifty million users, and they're going to have their own have their own chain for that because the kind of uh, throughput that they require does not come through the main chain. Any okay. any public chain. I
0: like, want to get back to the. There loop. are many cases. I want to get back to the loyalty points in a second, but uh, I think it's worth zooming out for a second. So two questions come to mind. The first one is, is Polygon essentially a bet on the EVM and the developer stack around the EVM, such as Solidity, that has grown to provide all of these other solutions, uh, like ZK, et cetera, et cetera, with the thesis that the network effect of the EVM is here to stay, but Ethereum is not going to address it itself? Or is that a oversimplification of what Polygon is? It's a
2: little bit of oversimplification. I mean, not, I would not say it's oversimplification. Yes, that part is true. But there are other things also that are true, which is, uh, yes, the whole major chain like uh, whatever is coming soon is, uh, is all EVM, uh, because, yeah, like 90% is EVM in the market. Okay, like, Maybe, I don't know the exact numbers, but like the lion's share is, is uh, 80, 90% as EVM. Uh, but clearly we have seen with product market fit of Cosmos, with product market fit of, of uh, Solana and fuel, uh, uh, move Move uh, ecosystem that there there will be other, there could be other uh, vms that uh, that support that and it's i was just explaining to someone yesterday is like you if you have to build the tensorflow uh the best tensorflow framework Like tensorflow is a big machine learning framework it's like the most used practically but it's all on python but it uses c plus on the back end like it, it bytecode level is all c plus plus because it's it, the performance level when you have uh on Ground is just way better with C plus plus. So you don't know what will come in the future. You know, like you don't uh, like see, uh, like again, like in machine learning, like you have this. Uh, you had a lot of these frameworks uh, like proper in proper C plus plus. There's Open CV. There is many frameworks that are there, but then TensorFlow and other frameworks came with Python and suddenly Python became the standard language of, of machine learning and like anything AI basically. So you don't know what was going to happen. So that, that is where Miden comes into the picture. And that is what is very, like people should spend some time if you have uh, free time and are, are just staying at home like me and just reading through all the teaching stuff. Like I would really recommend to go to YouTube and uh, watch... Um, Bobin, who's the founder, uh, his uh, presentation in def at DevCon last year, uh, and he explains ex- uh, completely like how he's using the UTXO model and the account-based model in Maiden so that anyone can build. Uh, there will be uh, initially it will launch. I think don't quote me on this, but I was looking at internal documents. I think I think it will launch with Solana VM uh, and Move VM. Uh, so you can like build, and this will be mid-year, this mid mid or Q3, mid Q3 this year. So you can uh, build those things in a completely layer two environment with Ethereum security. So that is a ZK first, uh, but non-VM. You can build on multiple VMs. So like Solana sort of project, I don't know, let's say serum or whatever, friction or whatever project is there. On Solana, if they want to move to a uh, move to a move to Polygon for whatever reason, that Solana has low liquidity or whatever, and they want to move here and they don't really need to uh, con- convert Rust to Solidity or you know, that they can just move from a Solana chain to a Solana VM, but on Polygon rollup, does that make sense?
0: It does somewhat. Uh, so, okay, this is my second question: is how 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 does an organization because what the answer you gave me to that question is what's interesting to me is that contrary to what you get in the hot takes. Uh, from people on Twitter is Polygon seems to be much more pragmatic than driven by a strict thesis about what is right or what will happen. Instead, it's trying multiple solutions at once, even when it knows that some of those solutions are suboptimal for the long term. It's not. And yet, typically when uh, an organization is not choosing to focus on one thing, but instead accepting many different possibilities and simultaneously pursuing them, typically, especially when they're young, they become bogged down in this indecision and lack of focus and fail to ship anything that shifts the market shifts the Overton window in their direction uh, because they're busy playing catch up with so many different ideas, threads of ideas. So the two things that are interesting to me about Polygon in this respect are one, this kind of pragmatic, it's not just about the EVM. It's not just about ZK or uh, Optimistic or it's not about any particular technology choice. It's sort of about these pragmatic rolling decisions over time, as well as interleaving products that suit today and what might be the ultimate solution tomorrow. Uh, And simultaneously, it must require some incredible dev chops uh, that most organizations don't seem to be able to hire sufficiently to, or merge, acquire, whatever, to be able to attack so many surface areas at once and not just Uh, hypothetically, but successfully. At the very least, the POS chain is a great success. Uh, And I think the other topic we'll get to later is the BD part uh, that is powering some of that success. But how is it that Polygon is able, unlike other organizations, to attack so many different surfaces at the same time and not lose focus and not become sort of also ran in each category that that it competes in? Yeah, if I I don't know the answer to that
2: uh, honestly, but uh, no, I'll I'll try to answer it in the most uh, uh, good way I can. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think this one thing I, I recall very uh, when anyone new joins. Uh, so I have now like I, I do DeFi, NFT, and fintech. So there are like six, seven, eight people in the team. Six people in the team now, and like, I always tell them like never have biases. In this in this space, and decide we, we had to learn the hard way. Especially like uh, after, even I had joined. Like there are some bets that we took with, with BD. I'm just talking about BD, and I'll come back to your point. Is like at least in the core people. Like no one knows, like what the fuck we are doing. Like it's 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 so early in the space. God knows what will happen, uh, which technology comes up. Like we don't know uh, if EVM really conquers everything, and ninety nine percent of everything will be written in EVM. Who knows? Uh, I hope I hope that is the case, but you don't know. Like JavaScript, yes, JavaScript came out of nowhere, but then conquered everything. Then Python came, and like Django became a big thing. So you really don't know what what is the thing. And then this comes back to your question, where you know why. Polygon is very pragmatic about things. I think there was one like JD had called me about something, and it was it happened to be a ten-minute call, but it went to like one and a half hour. This was very early, like it was like two months into polymatic back then, and some like it went from eleven o'clock at night to. 12.30 or something, and we were just talking, I was asking super, some stupid, very stupid questions, you know, like, why, how, like, why did we move from plasma to state channels to state channels to optimistic, and then optimistic to, like, when, why are we looking into ZK and all that, so he explained me, like, this is all our experiments, and don't try to, like, trash anyone publicly, always try to learn from, from any new experiments that are happening uh, across the space learn from them. There will always be some someone doing good and we are also doing like all these are experiments and like yes, Polygon is big. Yes, we have come this far but like always be learning from whatever is happening in the space and not have your own biases stuck key. No, no, no. We have, we are a Ethereum first thing and we'll not look outside any other ecosystem and everything is trash. Like That kind of mentality, uh, I don't know. It's just maxi maximalism thing is, is not good uh, if we really have to make technology for the billion user and we believe that defi is the future of finance and if nfts are the future of culture and whatever so like it just now you cannot have your biases anchor you down kind of a thing
0: i think that's a a, a really great perspective is is that something that you associate particularly with jd or is it something that No, i think everyone
2: no, no no i think everyone like i think jd uh, gave me this long uh, R long TED talk, so yes, I, I say that for JD. But like in general, I think even with Sandeep and Mihailo, and like everyone is like very objectively curious about what is happening outside, outside because like some ecosystems. For example, like Aptos, yes, like apart from the tokenomics, I mean, like, forget whatever. Is the price and everything. But if you look at it closely, and even I didn't know about this, but then we had explained it on some call and he was like, they're doing something very good in terms of, um, in which we implemented, uh, actually, Polygon uh, POS, there'll be a new upgrade. I don't know when it is, to be honest. I don't know um, when it is, but that upgrade will have the main, the POS chain upgrade will have the, I think there is a blog out, uh, it went like two months ago or something, was about the parallelization of the block production. And if we can do that, uh, I think the team has already done it internally. Uh, will we be shipped to production somewhere like Q3 or something? But the idea there is that on the app layer of the blockchain, there are there is still a Pareto principle, right? Like again, 80 percent, sorry, 20 percent of the apps bring 80 percent of the gas or whatever you want to call that yeah, volume uh, traction on the chain. But then twenty percent will fight for that gas, and like you'll have those twenty percent will spike up the gas. But what if there is an elastic, uh, there is there is a parallelization um, of block that you can? So I don't want to get into too much detail, but like that was introduced by Aptos. But but we were the first team to do that in EVM. Like we are literally the first team, not in Ethereum, not anything, and you know roll up, no nothing, but Polygon like we the engineers like uh, understood that okay that is important and if we can do that on polygon then it will be good for the space and then people can use it and build cool stuff on top and like the gas will be better and those things will be better so like that kind of a thing is just there in the culture. I don't know. So it's, it's, just, it's just tingling. Yeah. It,
0: it seems like to enable that, you need to have a deep bench of incredible tech talent, uh, which is exactly oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. thing that almost every other project seems to lack. Even very famous and successful projects have a real hard time attracting, for instance, Solidity developers, but even more so, I imagine, deeper tech like protocol development, staking uh, technology, whatever you're talking about, block construction, parallel block construction, to execute those things at a level that is high enough quality that you can put it into production with a high-volume blockchain uh, or sell it to Starbucks. I mean, you can't just be trying. These may be experiments, but at the same time, they are sort of professional production-level experiments. Is there some secret that Polygon has, and is it perhaps its origins in India that it's able to attract a developer audience that is not available to companies that are focusing exclusively no, on for so. developers
2: <laughs> no 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 i don't think that is the case i think uh, you look at uh, the tech team it's uh, it's pretty diverse like it's the us like there're a lot of people the person who i speak with uh, mostly about like if you have any questions uh, like strategic questions about the pos chain is called matthew matthew rossi is based in new york itself and he, I think he joined us from Chainalysis, if I'm not wrong. He's really, really nice, really smart person who joined us. And like he understands like block, uh, the core EVM side of things very, very well. A lot of people in the, forget the zk, forget like the, the core research side, but pure engineering talent. There's a lot of good people, even from the US, a lot of from Europe, uh, Spain, Eastern Europe as well, India, uh, yeah, India. I mean. I mean, I'm proud to say, of course, I'm Indian. But like, um, there are some very good people based in India. But I think it's, I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh, it's just that like, very core focus is core focus is that yeah, like people people will say that you know, Polygon's BD team is the best in the industry, but i really think that we have the best tech team in the industry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and research team in the industry i think uh, especially with the zk even if you remove the zk part but core evm research i think we will see with especially with this parallelization thing if uh, once it goes and then optimizing the reorg like uh, nowadays uh, if you look at the chain uh, on polygon scan there's like almost there's hardly a double digit reorg since the fork since the delhi fork that happened like couple of weeks ago and you can check it yourself like there's hardly like once a while there is a double digit fork
0: That's good. Pre- previously there were like triple digit reorgs yeah yeah, so yeah.
2: yeah yeah i don't know if there's a triple digit but there, i definitely seen like 50 60 block uh, uh but right now it's like 4 5 9 maybe sometime 10. but uh, but again you have to keep in mind that there's a like, 2 seconds block so like not not like ethereum block uh so there are very small blocks just to be just for relative terms
0: uh, for sure, but I presume that the reorgs. Uh, I mean, I have seen. I, I remember seeing several over a hundred block reorgs. Could be, could be, could be. But could those, be, those. Know, you're saying I, yeah. no more. But those. The. I, mean, oh, no, I, no, 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 I assume no. they are the same sort of MEV style uh, DeFi incentivized reorgs. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah 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 yeah. For sure for
2: sure. Yeah, like the per per like uh, gains gains guys were literally shouting at me the whole day.
0: And what was this what was so, the fork that happened recently?
2: Uh the Delhi fork. Um you know, basically yeah, it was about uh, removing these reducing these reords and the uh, change in the consensus model and like a bunch of things were there. Uh it happened like it went pretty cool no one even noticed it but uh, the rewards have been have reduced uh, completely like uh, not completely but like 90% of, like 90% has reduced
0: so there is a pos team that is still actively developing the pos chain and i've heard oh, yeah. you in other interviews say that the P- even post zk pos chain is here to stay it's not going away
2: yes because it will be a zk rollup
0: oh okay all right and that's has that been announced yet or is this a uh, alpha leak
2: I mean, it's kind of an alpha leak. Maybe some people shout at me, but yeah, it is. Uh, it kind of is, uh, like, yeah, I mean, Sandeep has said multiple times publicly, a few times, not multiple times, a few times publicly, but yeah, like we are working actively to attach, the not attach, uh, but to integrate the, the plonky to the prover, to the POS chain, so that POS chain becomes a decentralized validium, I would say, maybe, yeah would it could, uh, I could uh, be in that uh, space yeah so it'll be it will roll up to ethereum only so from a user when, you, when you put
0: up yeah so from a user experience perspective I'm just using a polygon POS chain as as normal but actually it's ZK under the hood
2: yes it is true it is uh, so again like those are that is a complete new design space that uh, if you can prove everything that happens uh, back on ethereum I think that will be very cool And even the bridge, even the bridge, even the bridge, like there are ZK client bridges. I don't know if you have seen like projects like Succinct Labs uh, are doing something really cool in that space. And I think that is, that will be the part of the future where where you can have like ZK, how do I call it? What's the exact term? ZK proof bridges? I don't know what the exact term is. Like I've been researching it very recently myself.
0: Very cool. Uh, So basically the idea is that the validation technology that's being used today will be migrated to, like the same validators will be relevant in a post-ZK integration. Oh, yeah, role. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That is not a problem. So it sounds like the summary of this meandering <laughs> answer to my question, which I very yeah, appreciate Yeah, the thing is, is like, Polygon tech is good, that's all. Poly- <laughs> that polygon tech is, is as, as good or maybe even better than the BD, but also yes. Yes. there's a kind of open-mindedness to seeking inspiration from others uh, rather than being overly biased, uh, in your words. Uh, towards any particular solution that allows the team, the combination of a deep tech bench and this open-mindedness and not getting into fights with people over uh, implementation preferences, but instead, or, uh, you know, philosophical preferences uh, or or predictions over what the future will be instead trying to serve all of these and find partners for the ones that make the most sense, acquire them, integrate them and have each team run its own project. Uh, It still still baffles me that this is really possible because it seems like if Polygon is able to do it, other people should be able to do it. However, everybody else who runs around saying that the next billion people is the purpose of their uh, EVM fork are not actually able to execute at this level so it does still seem like there's some magic at polygon that i don't fully understand
2: i, I don't know what the magic is <laughs> i don't know <laughs> interesting uh, is this something what we spoke when we last met in new york nft nyc two years ago no almost yeah, like, one new and a half year ago. ago yeah Yeah. like i, I don't know it's just they're good i don't know why we are good <laughs>
0: incredible do you think there's someone who does know who I should invite next? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, if you ask me,
2: he'll say the same thing. He'll be like, it's just like something, if you're good at something, like you don't know what exactly it is. I think just being pragmatic and like, not biased, I think that's...
0: Yeah, open-minded. Yeah, I think that's it. Pragmatic, open-minded, yeah. and sort of optimistic that you, not in the technical sense, but that you mm-hmm. will be able to, like I can't imagine when they launched the POS chain that they had any it, it, it sounds like they didn't even yet have the vision over the ZK integration. They just went with oh, what yeah, made sense yeah. at the time.
2: Yeah, I think it's just getting it big. Yeah, one thing which is very, yeah, One, if you ask me what is one thing uh, that Polygon uh, is, is good about Polygon, is like we, we believe that, and every chain will say, every project should say this, should say this, uh, I believe that we want like not 90% projects building on Polygon, but like 9900% projects building on Polygon. Like, that is, the, um, that is the goal. And then everything everything
0: tickles down from that, I think. Very interesting. Okay, I hope you don't have to run, uh, but I have to read out an ad, the sponsor of this show. This episode <coughs> of Web3 Galaxy Brain is brought to you by Rainbow Kit, the best way to connect a wallet in your Web3 project. Rainbow Kit is built for developers and designed for everyone. Try it today at Rainbow Kit. My thanks to Rainbow Kit for sponsoring this episode of Web3 Galaxy Brain. If you are interested in sponsoring a future episode of the show, please visit juicebox.money slash at Web3 Galaxy Brain, or you can just search on juicebox.money for Web3 Galaxy Brain and and it'll come up. You buy an NFT, it entitles you to five second ad spot. You can buy a a bunch of them. Tell me what you want me to read off in the message at checkout. So again, my thanks to RainbowKit.com for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so we've learned a little bit about the special sauce of Polygon. It still remains mysterious. And we've talked about this deep tech bench, but the other half of the equation is uh, Polygon's acumen for business development. And uh, we had love... Uh, in here uh, uh, a little earlier on in the show, uh, asking about the loyalty programs, what the benefits of uh, putting your loyalty program like Starbucks has done on Polygon might be. And to me, the big question is, how is Polygon able to convince these AAA brands that they should be going to Polygon. And I feel like part of the answer might be Ryan Wyatt at Polygon Studios, who was previously working on YouTube Gaming, if I'm not mistaken, uh, stewarding these players into the space and giving them a white glove service that they can believe in. Am I right about that assumption? Or or what is it about Polygon that attracts these big brands?
2: No, for sure. I think uh, Ran certainly has helped a lot, and in, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of like streamlining the org and and uh, making a bit more uh, mainstream, for sure, for sure. Like uh, you, you know how Polygon has changed. Uh, like I can't even uh, recall what what happened, what was happening like two years, ago, one one year ago. Like everything was so fast, so fast paced. Uh, what was happening? But yes, certainly the like, Ran has helped with his connections in the industry, and I clearly think that it's, like a super. Super smart in terms of like, uh, in terms of the right mix of Web two and Web three. Like he he's pretty decent himself. Like he just keeps minting NFTs and like he asks me a bunch of uh, I keep right? keep DMing he keeps DMing me. We keep chatting about like what games are we playing, what NFTs are we playing, uh, NFTs are we buying and stuff like that. I I also uh, should have Mathcasters shout out. <laughs> um, I see I see one one three here. Uh, I, was, I was explaining him why it is important to like this kind of like uh, niche art uh to exist on chain and um, and like that kind of thing he understands but then on the other side he's very like he come he was the ceo of youtube gaming and like he started the whole vertical like he was telling me you know like like how i started Defi here like, he was like that's how i had started you gaming back at youtube when youtube was pure content uh mm-hmm. like just video content so yeah, like, he understands, like, the solution engineering, he understands the partner success, he understands legal, like, all, all those things which, uh, which where you need to go from one to hundred as an org, um, it's, I think he he's very, 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 very good at that. And he, like, I, I learn everything, every day, something new from, from him. And, but coming back to the loyalty point is, like, yeah, like, the business decisions, like, all these, all these all these projects, uh, they oh sorry, not projects. All these companies, they they want to use uh, open open blockchains for some reason, for for some sort of reason. Either it is better distribution, better monetization, better uh, better uh, user retention. There are like these three four vertic- these three four KPIs you they usually have when they sell a product internally or review a product internally. Forget Web three, that's the proper web2 mm-hmm. uh when you do something you have to be profitable you have to have uh user retention you have to have the better marketing or something like that like so that's how uh, that's how they've been using lord it like shocks me that they would
0: go to polygon for this because i mean how many people really have an ethereum wallet like a million
2: true um
0: uh like a couple, couple million, yeah. Here, here's uh, yeah. some of the companies. So the first one that comes to mind, which I think is easy to forget, is OpenSea, which deeply integrated Polygon POS chain before anybody else did, or mm-hmm. at least in the big consumer space, and it re- remains, I believe, the only other chain that is deeply integrated into the front end, despite them promising Tezos around the same time. So OpenSea made an enormous bet on Polygon as opposed to any yes. of the other EVM forks that they could have gone with, or Solana, et cetera. Although I think maybe now they support Solana, but regardless, Polygon is yeah. obviously yeah. the biggest. Uh other Others include Meta, Reddit, which mm. has uh, probably is the single biggest issuer of NFTs to individual yes, humans far, in the world. Six, far, 6. Yeah, 6.5 yeah, yeah. million, something like that, yes, deeply integrated yes, into yes. their app, which has become uh, sort of uh, crypto in the, in the sense of uh, secret secret wallet, uh, the Reddit app, I guess, to issue the PFPs you're doing it directly from the Reddit app, I presume. So mm. yes, Reddit yes, app yes. is now a custodial Some wallet, app, yeah. something like that?
2: No, I mean, it's like it's semi I don't know what to call it it's like a semi-custodial or quasi-custodial wallet it's like you can take your private key when you want like uh right now if I if I uh, like I have minted a bunch of NFTs from my Reddit wallet if I go to my Reddit uh, no I'm saying Reddit wallet like Reddit app if I go to my Reddit app and I go to the vault so they have something called the vault and that um and the, the Reddit team is like they were fantastic uh in their in their approach very very pragmatic and they were like the user should never even think of seed phrase and all that but you can transfer your wall, your content, uh, your NFTs, avatars outside of your wallet and uh, to your uh, to your OpenSea account. Like I've done that to other wide and you can even uh, withdraw your private key um, from your account. You okay, can so it's, do it, uh, all that. I see what you mean.
0: It's semi custodial in the sense that you can get the private key, but you shouldn't presume that nobody has seen the private key. Right? It oh. definitely has your private has seen the private key. It's not on device because if you log in a different device.
2: Know, I don't know if they see the private key. I
0: don't They must. Know. I can't imagine they would build into their app an affordance where if you log out of Reddit, you just lose the NFTs. They must have it on the server. Oh,
2: correct. Okay. Fair, fair. Correct, 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 correct.
0: But correct. nonetheless, the, the point is taken that you, although it's maybe custodial, you can get the private key if you want to use it in a different wallet. And at the same time, you can just transfer the NFTs out. So it is like a legitimate NFT wallet in... Custodial, but legitimate in the sense that you're not stuck with them. Other ones, and that also reminds me of uh, on a, your podcast appearance on I can't remember the name of the show. You talked about the Robinhood integration, which had come out at the time. Oh, yeah, uh, Robinhood yeah, had yeah, created yeah. a second app, a wallet app for essentially transitioning their customers who like to buy custodial crypto into a non or semi again semi custodial. No, no,
2: it's a proper non cust. Again, like I, I don't know if it's like what definition we're going into. Maybe it's a food for thought. Yeah, so, so to answer your question, yes, Robinhood uh, will be launching a non-custodial or semi-custodial wallet. Or that definition we'll talk about later, but like, a non-custodial on-chain wallet, let's say. It's an on-chain wallet um, that um, that is using seed phrase-less basically, and uh, using MPC and other things um, for for all on-chain swaps and NFTs and everything. So they're using 0x uh, protocol on Polygon uh, to route all their transactions uh, and swaps and everything through Polygon. The, this De-buy.
0: integration makes more sense to me because they obviously can tell from their data they have tons of people who are custodially trading mm. uh, crypto and it would make sense to... Turn they make it into a shit ton of money
2: with crypto. They, you can look at the balance sheet, it's, they make a lot of money right. uh, with crypto.
0: It's interesting this, and not to dwell too much on it, but this semi-custodial question, like I, it makes me wonder, let's just say that the wallets are, I, I don't know how these apps are working directly, but let's just say that the private key is on device, but backed up to iCloud. Well, Rainbow does that mm. too. Rainbow offers that too. You can back your mm. private key up through iCloud. Rainbow doesn't see it, but Apple could if they wanted to, uh, which is kind of interesting. I don't know how it plays with their recent move to encrypt the iCloud, the option to further encrypt your iCloud uh, data but i would presume that none of it is truly truly end to end encrypted some other partners uh, disney what is disney doing with polygon hmm. so disney
2: is, uh, has recently launched uh, their incubation platform uh, incubation program that uh, accelerator sorry accelerator program where uh, like they have, like disney is like the biggest media company practically in the world a lot of ip they have a lot of like they yeah, are practically the most ip in the world uh, in terms of art and uh, all the movies and music Okay so they're and all thinking about it
0: they're they're still experimenting
2: they're experimenting a lot of like pilot projects are coming up and to be honest like I'm not too uh, familiar with that side because I don't uh, I don't uh, the web2 business I don't take I don't uh, dwell too much into that I'm more into the dgen shitcoin and okay. nft <laughs> defi so stuff can,
0: so I'll, I'll speed through the others stripe is another one Starbucks. Yeah,
2: Stripe, I I personally took care of that. So Stripe is doing this USD to USDC integration where you can go from your bank account. And that's what Reddit uses to go from bank account to NFT directly.
0: And uh, sorry, uh, sorry, you're saying Reddit uses the Stripe integration to do that? Yes, yes, yes. Many businesses use that, yes. Okay, and the Stripe integration is you swipe a credit card virtually and USDC is transferred on-chain. Yeah, just go from, I I did from Apple Pay. I just went from Apple Pay to, to NFT. And the if I NFT concrete, issuer yeah. receives USDC on Polygon POS chain. Yes. Yes. Pretty cool. Using circular APIs. Who pays the gas?
2: Uh, so that is where meta transactions come into picture. So Reddit pays that practically. Reddit pays it. Okay. So, like how Polymarket, if you use Polymarket on Polygon, Polymarket pays for the gas through, their, through the Biconomy uh, relayers. Uh, Biconomy is another meta transaction provider where they have their relayer infrastructure that, that uh, the, the app basically pays for the transaction fees, not the user.
0: Very cool. I don't know too much about Biconomy. It, why did they choose to build that for Polygon?
2: I mean, this no, they they're multi-chain, but they uh, they started on Polygon. I think. I think yeah, like, just because of user base and all that, and they're they're on BSC, they're on multiple chains. Uh, but yeah, just the the sheer amount of volume
0: and user base. I think. Uh, so, yeah, I have three more on my list of partners: Starbucks.
2: Uh, Starbucks, yeah, they again like the meta transactions thing. I think is, the meta transactions thing is very cool. Like in my opinion, I think. People should how do you convince Starbucks?
0: To... I don't understand why a centralized organization that has a... I mean, distribution. A f- f- fiat. But they don't need Polygon for distribution. They have the Starbucks app on everyone's phone already. True. But like NFTs, they also want
2: to uh, be relevant in the space, right? Like Starbucks is one of the best... If people don't completely understand, like Starbucks... I, I was just again debating this internally with Ryan and a couple other people. is like Starbucks is more of a bank slash fintech than mm-hmm. a coffee thing like if
0: like you the look at uh, sorry like the, airlines? It, the airlines the airlines that uh, like uh, f- flying planes around the world is lost le- there's a great youtube video about this oh, which i presume oh, is true uh they- oh, you mean
2: like the tech and everything
0: you no, just like the, the airplanes are a loss leader for the points programs, which they sell to companies like Costco and Amazon to oh, encourage people carry, carry, carry. to, and they yes, really make yes, all the money yes, on the points. They don't make money on the flights.
2: Oh, yeah. They don't make money. Yeah, yeah, If you look from a cost to cost basis, yeah, running airlines uh, is a loss business. Uh, it's a loss making business. But yeah, you make money on the other side of, and on the value added quote unquote services uh, <laughs> that you have. And, and same thing with Starbucks I mean Starbucks yes like the the IRL stores make money through. I mean they pay rent and all that but like coffee does pay does pay off but like yeah the experience of the, the points and like the the Starbucks is a brand and loyalty points I think they they saw, and saw like loyalty points in itself is a very big business right like all the retailers have loyalty points all like, I mean in, in the US and India everywhere like Costco points Costco loyalty points like, so, or Target points all of them are, are pretty big but it is um, interesting that
0: they would choose to go to Polygon I mean especially at the time yeah, at like they low were
2: developing gas, the project low, low gas i think we have a team internally that kind of uh, that is a partner success quote-unquote team that kind of explains the end-to-end process of what do i say uh, of like how do you start till mm-hmm. the end like hand-holding white glove thing and this is like what ryan and through his experiences at youtube and like how do you do that how do you replicate that kind of a white glove thing on chain or in this new business basically so i think that was really cool which we learned also like how do you do that uh because we could get them in the in the door but like what do we do next so i think this is just like even before that i think uh even before ryan and everyone had come like i think facebook meta had already been closed i remember january i remember one day um i was sitting on a table cindy me and one other person in our team i was closing uh, i think robin hood sandeep was speaking with meta for like 2 hours and our uh, another team sanket he was speaking with i think it was reddit so like is just like this understanding of the core tech and using everything and understanding and being on top of like the basic EIP and like what are what are the core tech products uh, features that can be baked into the into the blockchain, and like, yeah, I think I think that that helps. That helps them understand. Um, and then, to be fair, like these guys, uh, like I was surprised. Uh, I didn't I didn't speak much to the Meta team, but Sunny was telling us that the Meta team understood understands blockchains more than <laughs> more than our DeFi protocol engineers. <laughs> uh, for yeah, for sure. Like
0: uh, from a user journey perspective, or from a technical perspective? No,
2: no, no. From core tech point of view
0: better better than who better than defi protocols
2: better than most defi better than mo- okay maybe not most
0: better than Some. Uh,
2: okay. better than like 50 percentile uh, uh, protocol engineers like defi engineers
0: wow um, so and who's doing the convincing in these relationship reddit starbucks meta who i, I understand the customer success angle but they have to first have the idea that it would be good yeah for them so like
2: uh, correct correct so like I took care of a lot of like this fintech, uh, fintech and any anything finance side of things was me because I strongly believe that like payments and fintech and uh, and these are like the best product market fit of blockchains right now. Uh, because like if you can send money across the world in like five seconds i think there's nothing more powerful than that so i i'm like philosophically very aligned and like i took care of like the robin hood stripe and because all of you, these things f- together
0: financial access is the big r- r- raison d'etre yes like, for you right
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah, correct for me but like, then also like we understand as a as like so for us for us like um uh, then Sandeep also Sandeep did a lot of like the the big ones like the Meta Reddit and Arjun who 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 recently uh, who, who who did a lot of like I think Reddit and uh, Reddit and then Ryan and uh, Ryan and then came on for uh, Starbucks I think and then Disney so like yeah divide and conquer it's it's interesting of. to
0: me because uh, we should move on to more questions but it's interesting that you managed to pull off Meta Starbucks uh, Stripe Robinhood Reddit I I didn't mention yet DraftKings and Adidas also oh
2: yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But during the period of time when the hate, this is pre-merge, the maximum hate for NFTs moment when, you know, apes were worth $100,000 or more and people, everyone was apoplectic about the environmental angle of the Ethereum critique, which was applied broadly regardless of the... The facts, and yet you were pulling off these deals with these companies who have a lot to lose. Frankly, like Disney announcing a part, even a tentative mm-hmm, partnership mm-hmm. seems like a much more or Starbucks. I, I, if I picture uh, the you know customer profile of a Starbucks customer, it's not someone who was interested in NFTs in the middle of 2021 or early 2022. Uh, so it's interesting that they're that through the relationships and through the attention to their uh, like four key metrics that these large companies are interested in. You were able to successfully convince all of them. The financial ones I somewhat understand because there was a lot of speculation, a lot of money to be made uh, for Robinhood. But for something like Starbucks, it seems like a much further. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not as obvious. But I guess I guess it probably comes more from their loyalty team than from uh, whatever the, the people doing the the photos that are on the walls. Um. So okay. So so I don't know if we have any. Uh, <laughs> any. I guess there is a whole other direction to this, which is projects like Lens. Where you're mm. convincing these big initiatives. And I guess this maybe comes out of your experience with Ave. On polygon i'd be curious to know but mm-hmm. convincing these large initiatives that they they should instead of putting some some such project on solana or cosmos or polka dot or i don't know bsc even uh which is a very popular chain instead they're choosing <laughs> or 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 for perhaps even building their own app-specific chain or launching even an enterprise solution uh projects like lens are choosing to go onto polygon do you can you explain why i mean i guess lens there's some history between the two projects
2: yes like we are uh, uh, we are obviously we work very closely with project partners I think anyone who builds on polygon will always build on polygon <laughs> that kind of a thing is there uh with like uh, just a user base and like even if you look today polygon with zero incentive with zero lM with zero there is no Airdrop incentive or like uh, other token incentives, still volume and liquidity is in top three. Always in top three, uh, and at once it was like even bigger than BSC and a lot of a lot of uh, metrics. So there is clearly organic user base, and that that's what we that's what we strive for strive towards and i think that is the goal uh where 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 these team where these projects they have they of course like, like you said they have a lot more to lose and for them it's more of a de-risking thing of course like they understand the technology and everything but they uh they understand uh they understand they want to de-risk and like polygons uh sustainable sustainable roadmap and like a, a more progressive roadmap towards the future of like the tech and zk and all those things is just like Convincing and explaining them from like first principles, like what is the what is what does the blockchain actually have to do, and like it's it's all about like adoption and getting getting projects that that touch a billion users five years from now probably. It's like a bunch of things to explain it to them.
0: Were you there for the launch of the Matic token? No, that that, that launched before No, you. that was very very early. No, because the, you you raise an interesting point, which is no liquidity mining, no. No sophisticated tactics, as far as I'm aware, for pumping the price of Matic, and yet it is a very interesting token. It doesn't have any governance power, does it? Uh,
2: not yet, but uh, being worked on. There's being worked on. Not yet, but.
0: And do you know what the um, like the distribution oh. is? How much of it is uh, is liquid and and in the public's hands, and how much of it belongs to the team?
2: I don't want to see any wrong numbers. Okay, uh, I okay. have to check.
0: I mean, it's public; like you can check it up. Yeah, I'll take a look. Uh, but it's interesting that the token has managed to become. I mean, a very relevant token without any specific, I don't know if there's, in in your recollection, are there any specific mechanics that make Matic a relevant token aside from the staking for the POS chain? I guess (sighs) it's, its affordability is very attractive for a lot of people
2: affordability
0: means like, just, just the the you know uh, this idea of like uh shifting what an ether is like dividing by a thousand might actually help people cognitively
2: oh you mean the unit token on yeah unit the, yeah screen? exactly
0: yeah just it's, it's psychologically easier to handle and also emerged at a time like ethereum had had all these years to appreciate in price whereas as matic as the nft bubble Hit us in 2020, late 2020, 2021. Matic was still a relatively affordable token that had not experienced the same kind of price increases that Ethereum had through its long history. So it, appe- although it did not experience the same kind of surge of interest that something like uh, Solana did, I don't think uh, like it's had a more sustained stable trajectory. Uh, nevertheless, it is something that I think people from all over the world can feel like they can get involved in, and not be priced out of like they are on Ethereum.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't like to like we don't like to like talk too much about the price and all that but no definitely one thing which is which kind of also pissed us off pissed me off personally uh, during the bull market was like you know there were a lot of these these twitter gods or twitter main characters as people call them pumping their own ecosystems uh, right like without any names if you know you know uh, (laughs) people (laughs) yeah correct so uh, so, a lot of people were doing that, right like and but, but what happens like uh, it's the like even for Bitcoin, there was no there was no central figure. There was for Ethereum, there was no central figure. It's the community that that would uh, like fights for it. It's the projects that built on Polygon, like a lot of projects, uh, f- financially made a lot of money because they were running validators, because they owned a lot of MATIC as gas, or for either through the meta transaction uh, treasury that they had. A lot of them had a lot of MATIC, and then they appreciated in price, and they became our advocates so this whole point of separation of concerns and like um, uh, and and like having not having like guard, uh, like having a garden instead of a cathedral the whole uh, the, the whole concept of ethereum white in the yellow paper that has that has this like i think something around these lines like sindeep talks about it a lot and and it's something along these lines that you know you have to have third party outside people talking more uh, talk, not just talking but like supporting you rather than you just shouting your horn that like that kind of thing it does not it does not uh, it's not the ethos it's not the culture the space and and we think that we can easily be if not already but i think we are already top three protocol by impact uh by impact as in like uh, like you said like the web2 deals and like web2 user base coming in like starbucks right now you can see that they're doing a lot of user base but um and reddit and all that and i think we did more volume on ethereum uh, sorry more volume on uh on openc than ethereum openc at or was it some transactions on open? I, I do, some metric was there by Blockworks just yesterday or day before yesterday? Oh, really? I don't remember. Yeah, 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 some something like that uh, had come up. I definitely agree. Um, I mean, it, it's so, clear that
0: Polygon is has found uh, an incredible niche for being a POS chain. Uh, I mean, for, uh, at present, a side chain, but a POS chain that is somehow more reputable than all the rest and does seem to have like a promising future and is pretty clearly the place where if you want to deploy your L1 protocol it's it's probably the first other place you want to go aside from maybe L2s but even the L2s, the optimistics the volume is, isn't really there and the, the the use case in terms of the price for transactions isn't really there. Polygon does seem like the natural place to go after you've been successful on L1 or at first if you don't think your application is suitable for L1 so it's it's a pretty incredible story. Well, I think that's all the questions that I had. Uh, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> no, any any suggestions what we can do
2: better or what you don't like about Polygon? I always ask this question. You know, to be honest, like what what are there any feedback uh, that that uh, should be there that can be improved? Anything?
0: I mean, that's a good yeah. question. I have always found this is a sort of a knit kind of thing. But I found I find the wallet interface. Website, uh, wallet. Polygon. Technology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the especially when I first started paying more attention to Polygon in 21, there's like a bunch of different. There was like Matic. Dot technology or something. Uh, and Polygon, the back then,
2: yeah, Matic. Yes, back po- then it was
0: and I think there's some other Polygon. Dot unusual TLDs, uh, and they always felt a little. Uh, sketchy to me, mm. but maybe this has been improved. I haven't been spending so much time on that particular. No, there's
2: only one. There's only one. Uh, there's only one uh, wallet that we maintain, so to say, is like Polygon do- Wallet. Dot polygon dot Technology. Everything else,
0: I don't know. Okay, I don't the, know the V1 is V2 that. distinction is gone in the wallets.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Everything is gone. Uh, if you just go to wallet polygon technology, that's it. Like, that is the only thing that you that is uh, maintained by us.
0: Yeah, got it. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I don't. I, I interact. I basically use Polygon to uh, to do occasional payments to folks, but I don't do too much else on Polygon lately. But my experience of it has been pretty good, and I think the only thing that I might. Uh, want improved is there's just a lot of things coming in the future and it's a little difficult to know what all, what all of those are relevant, all the enterprise solutions and some of the things we talked about. But I imagine that's just the reality of pushing out a lot of new stuff that people don't know what it is yet. Um, but no, I don't have any any criticisms at present. I guess the, the main thing would be the decentralization of the bridges and the mm. operation of the POS chain is probably my biggest concern I, I, I remember that uh, some time ago it was like a multi-sig that was controlling the bridge I don't know if that's still the case
2: yeah that is still the case uh, for all practical purposes and these are all like public people of the community and the founding team uh, there are people from the from the DeFi ecosystem I mean we don't want to talk about like who it is but like there are some of the biggest DeFi mm-hmm. protocol people and yes like for all practical purposes because like I remember there are multiple times has happened that um, that uh, some I mean it's because the bridge we we want security more than more than this like trustlessness right now for now mm-hmm. and if anything goes wrong with the good bridge god forbid so you can easily you don't have to wait correct 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 correct, yeah. correct correct correct, or if you do like if there was uh, there were I don't remember in uh, 2021, this was like when People polygon had become a thing. Um, this was twenty twenty one August September or something like that. I remember very clearly. was like because we were having like everyone was having discussion like JD and me. A lot of people were having discussion like should we put a should we put a, a compound governance? What, mm-hmm. what is it, Bravo governance? Yeah, Bravo, go Bravo, right? Bravo yeah. Uh, yeah yeah the seven day thing on on the on the goal, but then but then JD was like no 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 like this. Is too much. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but I, a lot of people said that for all practical purposes, it doesn't make sense. If anything goes bad, then you know. I think, uh, they I think Compound like, some you, months you, later
0: experienced this, or sometime last year, Compound had a had a problem and wasn't able to remedy the problem for several days, seven days. Yes, something
2: was there. I mean, it's a great. The Compound is a great protocol. Like uh, no, no, the, the yeah, governance, it's just is, of yeah. governance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: It does make me wonder about the. Uh, some legal questions around operating that thing or having control over it. Um, Or I think the the main criticism that Chris Black made back in the day was people could be compelled like uh, crypto is not, at least at the time, was not uh, strictly permitted in India. And Mm. people could be compelled to do things that they might not otherwise want to do by legal force. So there is some argument for not being on a multi-sig in that respect and also for the, the legal liability of such things. But it seems to be working so far. And it is, that is I think that is the main concern for me with moving a lot of assets over to Polygon or it does worry me that something could happen and it doesn't feel like something could happen uh, of the same nature on L1. So I guess that's the main thing. But again, I think this kind of pragmatic approach has served Polygon well. If anything were to happen, it would probably be better to have a safe that could control it than any of the alternatives that people might suggest currently. I think that's the end of all my questions. I don't know if anyone in the audience wanted to jump in with a question, comment, remark, insult, heckle, uh, nice word, pep talk. (laughs) All right, it seems everyone is chilling. Hamza, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was extremely interesting, and I appreciate you uh, elegantly dealing with my grilling. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, we have been chatting for a long time. Always happy to come in and like, yeah, for sure. Happy, happy to come
0: in. It was great having you. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, I'll be recording another episode of the show next week. Actually, there's going to be a special episode uh, with Matchbox Dow, who are productizing the uh, 0x Monaco Solidity Dev competition. Uh, That'll be 10 a.m. on Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, But the typical time for the show is 5 p.m. Eastern on Fridays. And uh, so next week on Wednesday morning, I'll be talking to Matchbox DAO, who are doing this 0x Monaco product. And on Friday, the 10th of February at 5 p.m., I'll be talking to Harpy, uh, which is a service for protecting your wallet against uh, nasty transactions uh, that are manipulating you through, uh, I don't know, malicious websites. I haven't done all the research. I will be doing it before <laughs> Friday next week. Uh, so if you're around, please come through. If you'd like to sponsor the show, juicebox.money, search Web3 Galaxy Brain on the site and uh, and buy one of those NFTs and let me know what you'd like advertised. Hamza, thanks so much. And uh, I'll talk to you on DM soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Nick, for having me. All right. See you, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of web three galaxy brain to keep up with everything web three, follow me on Twitter at Nicholas with four leading ends. You can find links to the topics discussed on today's episode in the show notes podcast feed links are available at web three galaxybraincom web three galaxy brain airs live most Friday afternoons at 5pm. Eastern time 2200 UTC on Twitter spaces. I look forward to seeing you there.